temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three... Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. You can always subscribe to the PGP by going to iTunes, search Permission Granted Podcast, also on our website, daoncbs.com. Today is a unique Permission Granted Podcast because I'm filling in for the Gottlieb Show this week, and thus we are trying to record this in between commercial breaks, long commercial breaks. Mraz joins me now, which means that we have approximately six minutes right now, (laughs) commercials plus the update. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Gottlieb guys producing for you today are going to start freaking out in about 90 seconds to wonder where you are. Very tight ship over there. So this is really going to be some interesting tapings, but that's what the PGP is all about. I heard that last night all hell broke loose on the show. First of all, you couldn't get Filippone connected. He dropped. He was live from Pittsburgh filling in for me. Yeah, and the line he was on, and he was all set to go half an hour before the show, dropped a mere five minutes before the show, which obviously set pandemonium because of being President's Day. There were no quote-unquote engineers on his side of Pittsburgh or here. So it was basically up to me and Joe to play engineer with whatever degrees we had from college. And I heard that Joe was doing all the heavy lifting. You were looking over his shoulder. Yeah, I was like the father behind the sun, you know, changing the oil, basically acting like I had done all this work in my time, making the sun, you know, or rake the leaves, if you will. But, you know, I put on a good show. But you really didn't know what was going on. No, not at all. It all looked foreign to me. I was trying to learn, but it's hard to learn in a panic state. You know well, what I mean? How does Joe D know and you don't? Because Joe D works and produces the weekends where primarily all of his hosts are on ISDN lines uh-huh. and there's no engineers on the weekends. So they had to have a private training session with himself and James Ward gotcha. to teach him these things. Myself working with you every day where you're in studio, I have never had the quote-unquote training for that, and nor do I usually work with that. But, I mean, Chris Moore is always down the line, or sometimes it's down the well, line. I work with hosts down the line when they fill in, of course. Kincaid's always from Atlanta. A hundred percent. Gresh How- is usually from Hartford. They allotted those separate training to James and Joe that I was not privy to. So it's not like they just learned on a whim. They were actually sat down and had engineers walk them through exactly what was done. Okay. So it's the blind leading the blind. Joe trying to teach me is not a good scenario. <laughs> so we finally connect, and then lo and behold, you have uh, him jumping into that first segment. I'm trying to carry the water of the first segment. Then Filippone jumps in during the segment, and then we basically have a crossover discussion. Right. You're tossing to a cold open where Tom DeCelestino left over from the Gottlieb show has no idea what's going on. It, yeah. was, uh, it was really a reckless first 15 minutes of the da. Nearly a wreck. Yes. But Filippone's a professional. Right. As am I. So we were able to labor through it and uh, move through it. And then you guys have Simeon Rice on, and he tells Filippone to suck his, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, probably That's one a of the- first. 
One of the most stunning moments in my radio career was hearing, again, this isn't a writer, this is a former NFL player after trying to make his case in a competitive inter- interview to not end it with a goodbye, to end it with a S-A-D. S-A-D, yeah. S-A-D. S-I-D or S-A-D? S-A-D. S-A-D. So anybody's D. Anybody's D. Exactly. Which I think is a little more vulgar and a little more aggressive. And the whole key here is... we think? I don't know. We dumped the interview, so if you were listening you know, live, you didn't hear that point, but the six people on hold on the phone heard it. So right away, when those calls started coming in, it was like, I can't believe he said that. And then we went to the podcast version, which is on DA on CBS.com, and we included that with a bleep, so it's there for you to listen to. But yeah, it really set pandemonium through the show. How did the listeners react to Simeon Rice? Uh, a lot of them, call, I get this, it churned up calls on a dead February night. A lot of people say, you know, a lot of people making his case that he has some points, a lot of people killing him and saying, if you want to make the Hall of Fame, you can't sound basically like a jerk. So, mm. uh, to be honest, it, it manufactured a topic for us. A lot of phone calls turned in. Simeon Rice, S-A-D. <laughs> wow, that was on the air. <laughs> that was on the podcast. What'd you eat there? Uh, that was still the remnants of a Jacques Torres cookie. Oh, so you've gone back to the well there. I like the Jacques Torres yeah. cookie. It's almost become a problem that it's right across the street from the building because uh-huh. then that means I'm going to be eating way more cookies than I need to be uh-huh. eating. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I kind of starved myself a little bit today. Okay. Uh, I was going for a juice cleanse, but then when you fit a chocolate chip cookie in there, it kind of goes out the window. Does that fit into the juice cleanse? I don't think so. I don't think so, but it's, it was satisfying. <laughs> and now I'm burping up chocolate. <laughs> That has to be one of the best cookies I've ever had. It's arguably the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had. Be- and the whole deal is it's when you— It's enormous. It's enormous, number one. And when you make cookies, the whole deal is, okay, yeah, the chocolate chips are pretty good or chocolate chunks. Like, this is from a true chocolate store. So the chocolate is so rich right. that you build the cookie around the chocolate. You don't build the chocolate around the cookie <laughs> right. like most chocolate chip cookies have. <laughs> right. Right. That's a good point. So Joe D. was out this past uh, week. He was out right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. As we talked about on the show, seems like he's got a real eye for this young lady. And we thought he was going to be a lifetime bachelor, but he went to visit her and spent three days with her. Three days. And to the point where wild days and wild nights, wild days and wild nights. And as I mentioned to you, I believe Friday after the show off the air, Jody has a tendency because his off days are Wednesday and Thursday to still listen to the show on his off. If he's, you know, driving around or whatever, and he'll text me about stuff on the show and give me laughs or, or text me random stuff because we are friends off the air. You are. He he literally, well, people may not think that because we argue all the time. He, he shut off communication. I didn't hear from him for for three days and I wasn't going to reach out to him and bother him. I knew what was going on, but for knowing his normal trends and tendencies for him to not even talk to me being in the country, not like he went on vacation. Yeah. I took that to mean he's serious. Now, do we think he's serious enough to be serious? Because that's a question. Hmm. It could be getting serious, but is he serious enough to keep that up? Is he responsible enough? Is he resp- I think Joe D is responsible. Really? I do. I think Joe D loves being a quote unquote player, if you will, out oh, in the field. Oh yeah, he's a player. But I actually don't think because he's by far the youngest person on our show. I don't think maturity is really a problem with Joe. I actually think he's very mature. Well, I would agree, but is he ready to be a one woman man? <sighs> because that's where this thing is leading. And I would have said, he's still 25, I think. Yeah. I would have said that he's still got a couple more years to go. In his prime, for sure. <laughs> he can still rake in his prime. The whole deal with Joe, as I, I'll take you behind the scenes, Joe D will talk to several women throughout the show, if you will, via Snapchat. They're big into Snapchatting him. We're not talking about text. We're not even talking about Instagram. Oh, dear. He'll get snaps from girls, let's say. You know, and they're like, oh, come hang out Are with me after risque? work. 
Oh, they're just like, let's hang out. Uh, well, some have been risque, put it that way, okay. which scares the crap out of me if I ever have a daughter. If we're doing this in 2017, what's 2037 going to look like? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so he gets a lot of that. My Now, my problem with Joe would be he has to understand something because you can't really control what comes into your Snapchat feed from what I gather. If he's going to make it serious with this girl and he's going to be with this girl constantly, I think he almost has to deactivate the Snapchat because mm. the last thing you want to be doing is hanging out with a girl who now you, you like a lot and you're considering your girlfriend, up oh, and in comes a pair of puppies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think that's what you want in your Snapchat. No, and in that case, you could get into trouble even though you didn't do anything right. to even incite that right. Snapchat. Now, we've kind of aged out of, like, we, we weren't Snapchat people. That was before, no. that was, yeah. we were after that time, right. if you will. So we've never really dealt with this, but I'd imagine Snapchat has caused, caused several fights among younger couples because of that reason. Yeah. It's not like a text message where you can be like, hey, don't text me right now. You know what I mean? Like a Snapchat comes in, you open it, and you're thinking it's, you know, it could be somebody singing Christine Aguilera. Next thing you know, it's a girl in, you know, bra. I'm sure that you've found this just by going on Instagram. Oh, on for Instagram. sure. And that's a very professional, usually a pretty professional place. Why are you following this one on Instagram? And, you know, you have three... <laughs> pictures of a chick making kissy face right. in in one in front of the other and you're like I don't know. Yeah, she's on TV. You know? Right, exactly. Not exactly. Me. I don't even know her. It's like trying to claim you got the Playboy subscription because you like reading the articles. You know what I mean? You just you can't make that work. There's no way to make it work, and that's the problem Joe D is going to face right now yeah. going forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like drafting a franchise quarterback and going, well, we still need a left tackle. <laughs> he's got to go get protection here for himself if he's serious about this girl. Is that the most dangerous thing about where Joe D is right now is it is it all about Snapchat coming in Snapchat is by far his biggest fear that's his biggest his weakness right his now. biggest weakness and they're probably freaking out because they can tell you have 30 seconds to get back on the air so that's live podcasting right now and DA is going to head out and I'm sure we're going to continue this shortly uh, we finished off talking about Joe D with his uh, his lady friend. And the Snapchat problems, yes. And the Snapchat problems. Which, if you're listening, that was 15 seconds ago. Correct. But yes, this is now the third taping of part one. I think this is going well. Yes. We are just kind of doing this in between commercial breaks. This has been two hours worth so far. Yeah. So, Bobbing and weaving. So tonight with Andrew Filipponi, hopefully you guys don't get anybody else to say S your D. Uh, <laughs> or A-D. Yes, we're, we're going to avoid that. Uh, I don't think Sean Devaney of the Sporting News is going <laughs> to talk trade deadline and drop uh, you know some kind of right. line like that on right. Filipponi. Um, so my last point is going to be next week is going to be the the great bet, the bird seed off. The it's weather here. is not cooperating. Let me tell you something. I've had quite the stroke of luck. And if you look at like the extended 30-day, I'm just going to say this. It doesn't look like we're going to hit freezing weather during the daytime I again know. for the rest of the I year know. in New York. I know. Because by the time that's up, then it's April, and you got to assume. Now, we've been fooled by winter you know, in April before. you got to assume we're done here. I know. I, and I can't drag this into April no. and then just assume that it's going to get cold. So I think Tuesday might have to be the day because it's going to be like mid-40s. Yeah, and we're going to have to settle for mid-40s. You know, we take our shot. We just we strap up. We take a shot. I did think about this on the ride in today, and I think it's best to present this here. Yeah. I would prefer if you have the Speedo in hand, if you give it to me Monday, this way I could show up to said bet with Speedo <laughs> underneath said pants. Right, that's fair. Um, this way, you know, I'm not looking for, let's say, you know, the bird feeder to get naked and yeah. put on the Speedo at Central Park. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'd like to come strapped, if you will. I think that's definitely fair. Yes, I think that's definitely fair. So that's going to be the next piece of the puzzle is getting that uh, 
I, I think it has to be Tuesday because it's going to also rain Wednesday. So you could have some kind of that grayness, if you will. I just don't think that it's good for birds to be feeding in the rain. Yeah, that's true. You would think they stay up in the trees. Don't they harvest like squirrels do with the nuts and stuff? I don't know, but I think that that could wash off your seed and your peanut butter. Ugh, rainy peanut butter. Who wants to eat that? I don't know. So best laid plans. I I hope this works out, but I'm a little I'm a little worried. And I've have had 45 and shirtless in a speedo will still be kind of nippy. I'll say <laughs> will be nippy. I'll say this too. We need to come up with like a definitive like this time at Central Park. You know, tweet it out because I've actually had a couple people ask, like, when are you doing it? And I need to know the time, like people that work in the city and stuff, because I want to be present for it. So we could have kind of like a gathering of of people behind. So I think we do need to like live studio audience. Yeah, I think we need to come up with like an official time. It just can't be like this day before the show. I'll meet you at such 30 minutes late. I'm, you know, at the pizza place. Well, I think noon. I think noon is a good time. We're going to shoot for the noon time. Yeah, because that that would give you some time to shower at at James Ward's. (laughs) It would give me some and time then to shower. Head into work, right? Because if we did it twelve to twelve thirty or so, that's totally fair. It gives me plenty of time. Maybe I grab a bite before work. And uh, I would also say, with that, we could have a busier Central Park right. in the lunch hour. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people leaving the offices, oh, going, yeah. "You should have seen this fat slob and a speedo and peanut butter bird yeah. feed." Yeah. And then, bam, they see it on YouTube the next day, and there we are. I think it's got to be noon. A noon kick. A noon, noon tip. Noon kick. <laughs> On Tuesday, Central Park. It's got to be Tuesday. Every other day that I see next week, it's warmer. It's in the 50s some days. It's raining. That's the only day. Bottom line is this. You might also have more birds present. Maybe the birds are flocking up north a little earlier right now going, you know what? I think it's time to kind of invade back. Maybe. But then you might have pigeons fighting with crows and stuff like that. I wouldn't mind that. I just don't want to. uh, I've got to hedge my bet here. If, if, if. Birds don't eat off of you. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to be uncomfortable. So well, if it was really cold, at least I would know I would get you freezing, speedo freezing, purple nurples. Yeah. So if it's warmer, maybe birds are a little friskier. But there's no guarantee that birds are going to eat off of a human being. We weep what we sow, and now is the time, and we're going to have to pull the trigger. Forty-five degrees, me and a speedo. We reap what we sow. Oh, it's not weep. No, it's not. Weep. It's no, reap it's what reap. we sow. Okay. It's reap. Like All grim right. reaper. Like the Grim Reaper. We reap what we sow. So we're going to reap what we sow. By the way, we have about 45 seconds here to close this out. Well, what's coming up on Side B? (laughs) Side B, James Ward is present. We're going to talk about the Kate Upton fiasco, uh, as well as us breaking down Joel's wardrobe. And we pitch a little question to the listeners, whether they actually prefer us out of football season with basically all this quirkiness we do on the show. How about Pac Fan Joel getting snippy with me last week? Oh, he got snippy with me last night. Firing off very angry tweets. You know what? When you collect Marlboro miles like that, it's time to just take a step back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it became a little too close for comfort with Joel. Joel has been such a super fan that we love him, but he got too close to the fire, and then it started like coming back on us and biting us. You know what? Pump the brakes, Joel. Pump the brakes. Why don't you get back there before the Doug Gottlieb show goes off the rails, and I'll throw it to myself on Side B. Side B coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome inside Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. This Permission Granted Podcast truck just keeps chugging along once a week. And now, after some chirps in the newsroom that he's being left out again from the PGP, because God forbid we don't have him every single week, James Ward is reunited here with us. James, what's up? Listen, I don't want to be on the PGP every week, but I would at least like to be in the rotation. You are it's in like, the rotation. It's, 
it's like we have a one-man rotation, and I'm the closer that only comes in when one-run games. Like, I want to pitch, okay? Well, you're here. You're pitching right now, so I hope you bring it. Your phone connection sounds beautiful. That's good. You know, always good to have you over the phone. Yeah, Joe D showed up to work today, so... I'm not there, and then we have to do this over the phone. But what's good, Sean? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I guess a couple behind-the-scenes things to crack into here. Uh, number one, you were in last week, I guess it was, was it Wednesday or Thursday with the Kate Upton scandal? Yes, I think that was Thursday afternoon. Okay, so you were not here for the actual Kate Upton, as we take you behind the scenes on the Kate Upton incident with myself. Uh, essentially, what happened, as we all know now, is I ended up getting a picture with Kate Upton where I end up looking uh, very frumpy. My pocket is "quote unquote" bunny eared out. Uh, you were in a a ranger shirt that might be a little too small for you. Okay, possibly, possibly. Also, if you look at the picture closely, and again, you can check out this picture if you have not seen it at Facebook.com/slash the DA Show. It's gotten a lot of interaction there. Um, my my interaction with Kate Upton, I did not know. First of all, I, I hovered outside a bathroom here at the studios <laughs> waiting for her to come out. So, question one for you, James. Is that creepy, or is that a guy doing all he can to make sure he gets the picture with Kate Upton? It is totally creepy. The three people outside of our business that I told the story to, okay, they were all like, wait, he hung out outside the bathroom waiting for her to come out? That's a little weird. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, tried, I tried to have your back, and I was like, you know, it was the only way he was going to be able to get the photo because he wasn't sure if she was going to come back. But... I kind of defended you. I think it was fine, but everyone else outside of our business thinks it was a, a total creep move for you to hang out outside the bathroom and wait for your picture. Okay, my follow-up to that would be, are these females or males that told you it was a creep move? They are females. So okay. again, not looking good for you, big guy. Okay, and I'm going to admit right now, it was absolutely creepy. And as you said, though, my defense is simply this. In this industry, I've been fortunate enough to meet plenty of athletes, um, you know, some entertainers and such. I've not come across Kate Upton before. And I would say the odds of me coming across a Kate Upton again are probably not great. And I felt as if this was my one chance to ever get a picture with her. I didn't ask for an autograph. I went for the picture. I felt I had to do whatever I could at all costs. And if that meant hovering outside a restroom, uh, you know, waiting for her to make pee, then that that was what I was going to have to do, James. And I did it. And I've been in the situation, the same situation that you've been in, where the the athlete is like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll do it. Just give me a second. I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back." And then they never come back. Right. They and she was probably hoping I wasn't back there. So my my next question would be, if you've examined this photo close enough, and we've all made fun of how many things we we just said, the one awkward moment I had with, well, two awkward moments after the whole bathroom creeping incident. Number one, if you notice in the picture, I'm kind of leaned into her and you can't see my left arm. I did not know if it was appropriate for me to put my arm around her to take this picture, uh, where I've done that with plenty of guests before. So I'm kind of awkwardly leaning into her with my left arm dangling behind her back. Would you? Right, your shoulder's kind of in her armpit. Right, if you look at that. So that's what's going on there. I didn't know what to do, so I just kind of leaned in. Now... James, would you have put your arm around her, or did I just have to suck it up and that's the uncomfortable 10 seconds of this? Where is her arm? Her arm, I believe, is around mine. She did put her arm around mine, but I, you know, who, what does she care if she puts her arm around me? Me putting her arm around her, that's nerve-wracking. If she puts her arm around you, I think you're kind of allowed to put your arm around her. Now, I would, I would be very gentle about this. You know what I mean? I would, it would kind of be a, not too much pressure, just just kind of around maybe grazing her, not really, 
you know, the, the type of putting your arm around you do with other people. But I, I think if she put her arm around you, I think you could have put your arm around her. I think it would have been okay. Okay, so that would have been okay. I, I thought about that. It's one of those... It was almost like something you would see in Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld. Like, if you break down the, you know, what amounts to be 10 seconds of taking a picture, all these little intricacies around it. Now, afterwards, we discussed this on the air. My comment to her, like, that you made fun of me basically trying to prove I was a big fan, was telling her that I, I, quote, loved her in The Other Woman, which was a movie she was in (laughs) with Cameron Diaz, uh, which we all know was not a great movie. You know, I, I think I watched it on a flight somewhere once. Uh, and I thought it was okay. You know, it's you know your normal treat. You're not going to win any awards. And she looked at me when I said that, like an even bigger creep. Like that was that to her seemed like the most creepiest moment. Not me waiting outside the bathroom. Not the awkward hold. Not anything. So was I wrong in saying that? Like because I almost felt like I owed her something to say after the picture, other than thanks, see ya, and like acting like I used her. But she's not really looking for a conversation back. So I just tried to throw her a line there just to kind of extend our our back and forth, if you will. Your line to her was basically like saying, hey, I have that movie on every format. I have the Laserdisc, DVD, <laughs> VHS. I watch it. You know, like, no one actually likes that movie. So for the fact that you to point it out, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of uh, in Ace Ventura, the first Ace Ventura, when he's trying to track down all these former dolphins to measure up the ring. Right. And he puts on the pimples on his face and he goes to the signing thing and he just has like the, oh, I'm your biggest fan. And like fawning over whatever the guy was, it just—I think that might have been too much. I, I got to say, I think that you, you could have avoided that. She knows you're a big fan. She knows you're pr- probably a big fan for seeing her scantily clad in the swimsuit edition. You don't need to point out some movie that you probably only saw because Kate Upton was in it. Like <laughs> she didn't. She didn't really need that. I believe she was also in an Adam Sandler movie with Jennifer Aniston. I could be wrong though. Uh, I thought that was her, but maybe not. I, I didn't think about that till after. Okay, so so that was that was rough. Now, on top of that, on that night on the show, we had what I deemed to be a true 12-DA of Christmas moment, as if the Kate Upton wasn't enough. And that happened very end of the show. And I often find this, uh, James, throughout the DA show, things that happen within the last segment of a given show, which is the 9.40 p.m. to 9.55 p.m. Eastern time uh, segment, the last segment that features the epic fail, Oftentimes, I think, get lost in the shuffle as far as hilarity because anything that happens earlier in the show, we will piggyback off of and we can make references to, and it could eventually become the epic fail of the night because it's happened early enough. In the 940, these things get lost, and something happened in the 940, and that was uh, us talking about Joel and Green Bay and what his <laughs> wardrobe may be. So that never got featured as an epic fail because it happened right before the epic fail, but we, DA, lost it. He was laughing really hard you were laughing hard when you laugh you get like this hold my breath and it sounds like you know you just swallowed helium voice and we're right. all laughing i mean the, your thoughts on, on what transpired there the organicness of talking about what the heck joel and green bay's wardrobe is like well it's funny because because joel's a guy that tweets us throughout the show right pr- probably if if the the da show is on 20 hours a week he probably listens to 18 of it so he is very <laughs> much involved in the da show and he sent DA a Twitter jab making fun of his wardrobe. So then it was kind of opening it up. Um, we, I think a lot of it happens organically in the last segment of the show because we kind of, you know, we, we did everything that pretty much that we're going to do. We're going to do the cut line and we're going to do the epic fail, but we still have some time to play with. And I feel like we're all maybe a little bit more relaxed 
because the show's already basically done. So we're all kind of, I don't know, silly's not the right word, but it's, it's, the stress, there's a different, stress there's free. a different, right. It's stress-free. The show's over. So it kind of gets a lot of funny things happen because it's just kind of like us reacting. So it, it just translated into this really funny moment that we were ripping on Joel and then Joe, Joel calls and he wants to get on to defend himself, but we run out of time. Right. We should mention that Joel did call to defend himself, but we were simply out of time in the show to get him up. Right, right, right. So I, and I don't know, I don't know how it happened, but like, we're all just cracking up and just talking about, well, you know, and, the and we all just kept... light sweatpants. Right. And then I, I was going to say, we, we, of, we all, uh, as we step over each other like true professionals here, we all just kept exchanging lines of what he could have. When you, when you mentioned the Marlboro Miles thing, because <laughs> I tweeted this out, Marlboro Miles are something that, like, it's very hard to remember. And if you're, I would argue, like, I'm 29 years old, you're in your 30s. Um, I would argue anybody probably, I'm probably right at that, that age marker where you can remember that Marlboro Miles are a thing. Like, anybody 25 or younger has no idea what they are, but, like, Marlboro, <laughs> when you used to buy enough cigarettes, like, think about how many cigarettes you had to buy, you would get points, and they would have a catalog that you could pick out whatever, and, and what did you bring up, the windbreaker that he would get? Yeah, yeah the Marlboro Miles windbreaker. Right. It which was is... basically like McDonald's uh, Monopoly, but for cigarettes. <laughs> 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 it's so crazy to think about. Like, like you could smoke enough cigarettes that they had a freaking catalog. Like, oh, let me make sure I get two extra packs. I got to collect my miles to make sure I get a freaking kite I can fly at the beach this summer. Uh, yeah, I need that set of Marlboro co- uh, court glasses. <laughs> 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 oh, we're going to Florida. I need those new Marlboro uh, uh, sunglasses that inevitably snap before they even get to your house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you're old enough, you had somebody in your family that you knew collected Marlboro Miles. Like, this was not something foreign. Like, everybody knew somebody who had Marlboro Miles. Like, I definitely had an uncle that collected Marlboro Miles and definitely had the windbreaker or the sweatpants in, like, with the Marlboro logo. Like, nothing represents I'm going to have throat cancer soon quite like wearing Marlboro Miles gear. Um, right, I, collecting. <laughs> right, it's crazy. So I, I tweeted out, I thought that was great. And then the line and you had know, brought up that I had was the Stephen Avery line. The Stephen Avery line, when you said it, I immediately, I just couldn't stop laughing. And then so it just started, to, it just translated into just, I don't know. It was very funny. I hope Joel thought, found it funny. Yeah, and, <laughs> and for those who don't know it's, who Stephen Avery is, and there's actually probably a, a chunk of people that don't, there was that Netflix documentary, The Making of a Murderer, and Stephen Avery is currently serving uh, you know, life behind bars over what was deemed a controversial case, and his whole life was kind of controversial. And he's from the whole gist of that joke is he's from uh, what it's Green Bay, but I guess what do they call it? What's that county that uh, they took Mayapah was something like yeah, that? Yeah, Manalip? No, Mayapah, whatever it is. It's one of every every town I'm thinking of right now is in New Jersey, right? But it's like that. It's like you know, in the courthouse they're showing the whole time. And Stephen Avery, the time that he spent out of prison in the documentary, you see, he's just kind of dressed like a schlub. So throwing it out there just kind of makes you picture like that's like any, you know, guy sitting out there in Green Bay, like Joel would be with the high white socks and black sneakers and that kind of deal. Uh, But it's pretty, you know, Joel, good sport playing up with that. And, you know, that brings me to another point I want to get into here, James, before we let you go on side B. Uh, this is the Permission Granted Podcast. Bang. James Ward with me. This is Mraz. Resetting. Here we go. Resetting. Go. Here we go. You mentioned the silliness about the 940 segment um, that can usually happen there when, when we're stress-free and everything. Now, if you've noticed, I would say over the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of these moments on the show where we laugh our ass off. 
you know, and it's about nonsense. And I oftentimes wonder, because the moment I would say Labor Day weekend through the Super Bowl, we are so football-driven. I mean, we have two football guests a night. There are plenty of actual sports topics to really, you know, delve into because there's just so much happening across the country in both the NFL and college football. And we do a sports-heavy show while still featuring some of the nonsense that, that takes place, if you will. However, since the Super Bowl ends, and this oftentimes happens, I mean, this is where you get your chicken challenges and your hot dog eating contests and, and whatever else goes down and making fun of Joel Waring. I often wonder, does the DA show or does the DA show listener actually prefer our shows out of football season where we still do enough sports, whether it be the NBA and college hoops, and, you know, we've actually done a couple NHL stories and now we have the draft coming up and all that. Sports is always the underlying theme. We are CBS Sports Radio. But do we do an actual better product when the gloves are off, there quite frankly just isn't enough sports topics to consume four hours, and we have some fun and do some stupid stuff like we've done. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that, but it it's outside of football season. There's just so much more freedom because right. again, the show is is will always be based around sports. But some weekends, like especially last week, there are just not a lot of interesting sports topics. Like and even for me, this weekend it was mostly. You know, NBA All-Star Game. And how interesting really is that in a basketball game where they don't play any defense? Right. So it's, I think it's, it's interesting. I think some of my favorite shows, looking back on it, it's all when we do the goofy things. Like the, you know, the, the, the chicken wing contest right. or, or with Badlands Booker's burping and, and just stuff like that or just like the, the laughing stuff we do. So I think even though the sports kind of kind of take – take some time off i think that we give listeners a lot to listen to and a lot of fun things to do in the in kind of the football off season yeah and i'll leave the listeners with that if you're listening to the permission granted podcast i'm interesting on your uh, i'm interested on your feedback on this you could tweet at james ward uh james what's your twitter again here james ward cbs and you could tweet me at Mraz cbs okay as a listener i want tweets coming at us with with two questions or with two answers this number one is a, is a diehard listener of the da show are we too silly and too off the rails for your liking as a sports radio listener after football? And are we the only ones that think we're the funniest guys in the room and, and you guys are looking for more hard-hitting sports? Or on the flip, do you actually prefer our shows outside of football season where we have some of the zaniness that goes with it? Because I think the DA show kind of is the epitome of that in sports radio where we really test the limits of kind of having some fun with sports as the underlying theme. I'm curious if, if you guys prefer that. Uh, just feedback would be good because, quite frankly, we're not going to stop being stupid idiots because that's just what we do. <laughs> but I'm just curious as to what the heck the listener likes or not. I don't think you would agree with that, James. Yeah, definitely. I would love some feedback on that. But, uh, again, I don't think we're going to stop being who we are. I think some of the zany, crazy stuff we do and the, the laughing and all that stuff, I think that's always one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, and, again, it's not going anywhere because, quite frankly, there's only so much we have to talk about here until September. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, James, thanks. Uh, we'll get you on Permission Granted Podcast soon, maybe in another two months or something like that. Yeah, see you in June. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, and again, give you a Twitter plug one more time. We can't plug it enough. Why not? What's James it? Ward at CBS. All right, you can follow me at Mraz CBS. That's it for this week's PPP. Take care, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. 
music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.